Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week without (laughs) fail. We never miss a week. Never. How are you? Because we have so much to catch up on and, you know, a lot's Mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. Let's get to it. Yeah, no, no, let's get right to it. You know, Mike Lawson, um, have you ever heard of a... Oh, God, no, oh you know what? God, what are we turning into? Do you want to do you want to, have to Taylor? Wait, is Taylor on the phone again? What? Who else are we calling? That's a special Taylor the Latte hotline. I mean, sure. I'm just going to ignore it. He ignores my calls all the time. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm ignoring that. Okay, okay. so, um, okay. I got invited, you know, my friend Mercedes has a son, and he had a birthday, and I was invited to the birthday, (laughs) God, I'm thinking, you know, everyone should know before the show, I'm like, I have no stories, and I'm thinking about all these, like, douchey little things that I did in the story, so, uh, whenever she's had these birthday parties in the past, because parking is so difficult along the street that she lives on, She's often hired a valet, you know, to park the cars. So on the way over there, I was like, oh, I was thinking like, oh, thank God. I'm not going to deal with fucking parking. I'm going to be a fucking valet. Thank God. This is such a fucking first world problem. Here I am at a party in Malibu, right? And I was like, what? No valet. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So I had to park my car like a total plebe. Yeah. Right? And just walk up like a normal person. Gosh. I, know. I hope you're recovering okay. I know, I know. So I went to this party. And not much to say about the party. Oh, this, you know what? Oh, my God, Mike Lawson, this is excite you. I did these stories out of order. This is supposed to be my second story. Oh, well. So um, the only the only observations I have from this party are this. How old, how old's the kid turning? Seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah seven. For, I will say I can see why she didn't have a valet. Usually these have been these have been like gigantic affairs, mm-hmm. and this one was a normal size birthday party. Okay, good. You know, so it, it, it didn't it didn't necessitate a, a valet. That would be ridiculous, actually, for a party this size. But I will say a couple of things. One, I think I've told the story before about this actor that was there that I've made friends with who was, I think I told the story, did I tell the story on the show? It might've been an after breakfast story, but if it, if I, so I'm going to repeat the story. I'm sorry if, if you heard it before, 
But uh, I, I've seen this guy a couple of times at events at Christopher Mercedes House. He's an actor, and he was on a television show. I'll say this. I was, it was a television show that was on the same network that friend of the show John Paul works for. Okay. That was canceled, right? Well, at the time, it wasn't canceled. Okay. okay. But it has since been. Yes. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he was. I, cause I told you. I think you know where the story is going. But I don't. I, do you remember if it was an after breakfast story or a story in here? No. Well, I think it was on the show because I believe my sister texted me about it, saying she watched that show. Oh, okay. So, so then, then, I'll, then I'll do a briefer recap, yeah. where basically cool. he talked about he how he was on this show. And was saying what a horrible experience it was, and he hated being on it. I didn't say anything. And then Mercedes just walked by casually, not knowing what we were talking about. And she goes, "Oh, it's on that network. Oh, our friend John Paul, he's an executive there." And the guy, the color rushed from the guy's face, oh, like uh-huh. yeah, he drained from his face. Yes, the show had been canceled, much to this guy's delight. <clears throat> And I saw him yesterday, and we had a really good time talking, and uh, I'm, I'm in love with him and his wife now because, you know, uh, we have RuPaul's Drag Race UK is going to be happening, and I've been, I'm not even lying, I'm kind of stressed because one of the, I guess, rules that I've put on myself is that I want two British hosts or a British host co-host to do it with me. It might just be one now. Sure. I want a British co-host. And I, I think it almost necessitates yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, because to even explain what was going on or to yeah, understand yeah, it for yeah. an American audience, you know? Yeah. And so, or to I, even be the straight man to like the jokes about British people are so weird. Mm-hmm, Do you know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. obviously going to be a running thing through yeah. it. It has to be. Yeah. So, I mentioned it to them because they're British actors. And uh, she's like, oh, I know the perfect person. Oh. And so it, I, she it thinks she's going to make it happen. I think it's going to work. So I, I have to reach out to this person. Well, she's going to reach out for me and connect us. Yeah, Eddie Izzard. Well, look, I, I will say. <laughs> now, look, by the way, everyone, Patreon, uh, and even my friends uh, that I reached out to. Can I reach out to comedian friends? I'll tell you about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for your suggestion. Somebody actually recommended, I was thinking about a drag queen. I've now revised, I don't think I want a drag queen. I'll tell you why. Somebody recommended uh, a, a drag queen named Scarlet Harlot. Mm-hmm. And I went to her page, and of course, she's like, this, this, this guy knows me to a T. Like, yes, a beautiful drag queen, but also just a fucking gorgeous twink. Oh, my goodness. I, the whole show would just be me flirting with him the whole time, right? Yeah. And I haven't gotten any luck with the drag queens, but do you think you know why? I came up with it. Because they're, they're aspirational. Kind of they're what? They're aspirational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or bitter that it's not them. Yeah, but since it's the first season, she's thinking like, okay, well, not this season. But one yeah. season, one day. You know, when we first started doing Drag Race Recap, that was a problem we had with uh, Donna Elizabeth Sugars. Was that she didn't want to say anything bad about RuPaul or World of Wonder because she thought like one day they would hear you know the show and right. she wouldn't get on the show because of it. Not the fact that she never auditioned, uh, but the fact that. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> she's different. but her, she was long term planning. She knew this was a permanent record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. And so anyway, so um, but anyway, he is so dreamy. This actor I was talking to him the whole time, and he talked to me. And that, okay, so then here's the other thing: 
is I have had uh, numerous, and, and these are I, these are stories that I've told in the show before, right? And I and I actually brought this up to the actor yesterday. His name's Adam, by the way. I brought this up to Adam yesterday, where I said I am so it's so weird in this town where you get the opportunity to have a dinner or be an intimate situation with people you've masturbated to. Like for instance, a dinner party with Matthew Broderick. Remember that famous story? Yeah, but then also not through Chris and Mercedes, through another friend. I was at a dinner party with uh, '80s child star Chad Allen. Okay, I uh, thought he committed suicide. I remember, but yeah, no, he's still alive. Okay, and uh, he was outed. But uh, I remember thinking he was oh. like, the dreamiest person ever when I was a kid. Huh. And uh, anyway, so yesterday I've never masturbated to this person, but Chris. Mercedes has become friends with, I can't say who it is. I'll have to give as many hints as I can, okay? Okay, yeah. In fact, nobody would even know who he is. But he he was basically one of these people that rolled with the um, Nicole Richie Paris Hilton crew for Mm -hmm. a time. And he was, I think he may have dated one of them. I don't know why he was in their crew, okay? okay? In that weird, that crew from the early 2000s. Um... He has the same name of like a, some sort of computer. I don't know if they do software or hardware. And he do, he owns a burger place in Malibu. Those are the hints I'll give. He owns a burger place in Malibu now, and uh, he um, is the name of a software or hardware thing. I'll I'll I'll, I'll send it to you in Google Hangouts, Mike Lawson. And what's funny, I'm also going to send you something else. The reason I bring that up, who else? Because I I really wouldn't care, right? But the thing is, is the only reason I remember who he is, the only reason I remember who he is, like why that name means anything to me at all, is because famously uh, during the time when he was uh, in this uh, world, um, he had a sex tape. Did he? Oh, I don't know. I thought that's where this was going. Close, close, close. he had these famous nude photos because, and what's weird about these nude photos is how fucking gigantic his balls are. Which, to be honest with you, if I, if I, you would think, oh, I, I, someone would say, like, I want those balls, right? Or something like that, right? Um, you're, hold on, I'm going to send you the shot here. Wait, you're sending me a picture of his balls? With him with his balls. You don't have to look in case for reference. Anyway, um, you're going to have to do some, even on that website, trying to find it. But yeah. So anyway, is as you get older, your balls hang lower and lower, you know? So if they're already hanging that low when you're that young, what they're are they going to be his knees? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be. Did you see the, did you see the picture? No. Nothing. They can, will literally, uh, they are, they will literally fall to his knees by the way john marty found out who john marty you can put it in the chat room i just don't want it on the air uh um, oh, the video no not the picture oh this because oh, anyway God. he's cruising around with his little kid and his wife by the way wife gorgeous model type right he's cruising around with them i'm like the whole time i keep thinking like i've seen your gigantic weird low-hanging balls I'm still trying to find them. <laughs> it's not worth it. I'll, I'll send it to you later. There's like so much, so just many put in, ads You know on what? There. Just put in that name nude. Just put in that name nude in Google. It'll come up even, and even in images, you don't even have to, you don't have to click on even an image. 
Just can do an image search and hit that person's name nude, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It comes up. Is he the one in the board shorts? Wait, this. Okay, let me Google it. I'm sorry. So, so while he's googling it, <laughs> I'm going to start with a pinata. It's so L.A. They got a pinata, right? Yeah. But I, because this has been a problem in the past, so I know this. Is, I'm not speculating. I happen to know this. They don't want to get pinatas, which I, I guess it makes sense. They don't want to get pinatas of people or of characters because essentially you're like, in other words, if you love SpongeBob SquarePants, why would you then beat the living shit out of SpongeBob SquarePants, right? Okay. So they got that was like, they got one that was like a box of dynamite, which I thought was kind of clever. Here's the other problem. They didn't use like when you if you're gonna beat the shit out of a pinata, you have to do it with like a fucking broomstick or a baseball bat or something like that. That thing will or never a, break. Uh, yeah, a spiked club, a spiked club, <laughs> something, right? Nunchucks. Mike, they had it with this like little foam, uh, Minecraft sword. They were never able to break it. No one was able to break it. No matter even like if uh, if the strongest man in the world tried to break it, with the, the sword would break before they broke the pinata. So they finally had to, have to break the pinata and spread the candy because it's so they don't want anyone to get hurt. Um, I have an unpopular opinion. Yeah, I think pinatas are a little dumb. I think similar to fireworks, like maybe they were cool once upon a time, but now that we have some other cooler, safer things, like can't we kind of retire it? Like, well, they have they have an alternative, which I'm surprised Mercedes didn't do this one. They have an alternative. I don't know where you find them specifically, where it's essentially a pinata, right? Yeah. But from the pinata has like essentially like streamers hanging. Uh-huh. Okay. But only one of those streamers, that's a random one, if you pull on it instead of just coming off, will actually open the pinata. Oh, uh-huh. Like a trap door almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a trap door, but it's, it's randomly set which one will open the pinata. So do kids come up one at a time and just pull yes, one? They get to choose one. Cool. Yeah. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. And it's random, and you all stand around with your bag waiting for the candy to explode or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like that. Yeah. I support that. You support that. Anyway, so that was – oh, here's the thing, too. And I know this is going to be very controversial. You, have to, you guys have to promise to believe me when I tell you this, right? So yeah. Chris made this delicious sangria. And when I got there, he's like – he's all, Joe, I got there – even I got there, like, not early, but before most of the people got there. He goes, can you try the sangria? I don't know if it's good or not. I'm like, Lawson, this sangria is so good, right? But I'm going to tell you something. It was dangerous. And this has happened to me. I think I've told yeah. this story before. This happened to me before at Chris and Mercedes' house where I was completely fine, like literally fine. I'm like, all right, because the kid's birthday party wasn't very long. I think it was like, I think it was maybe maybe there two and a half hours, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I wasn't chugging sangria. So I leave. And at the point, I should have known because I was feeling kind of sleepy. Right? I'm like, ah, I'm going to go sleep. So I leave. Long drive because of traffic. So it took me almost two hours to get home. But halfway through, I got fucking drunk. Really? Yeah. Did you pull over or you just that kept was, going? That was my question. What were they supposed to do? Yeah, it's tough. I've been there. <clears throat> I, you know, depending on kind of the situation, I feel like I maybe would pull over. Um, and I have before. But I've also kind of powered through it, which I'm not happy, you know, I'm not proud of saying, but I've done that too. Like, when you're almost there and you're like, oh, I probably should, like, you're kind of realizing, like, maybe you're drunker than you thought you were when you started the drive. Well, in a weird kind of way, yeah, you know, in a weird kind of way, I got kind of lucky. I wasn't, for the record, I wasn't, like, slopped down 
yeah, yeah, yeah. drunk. It was like and, if, if it happened at a in party. In my defense, by, I'm talking about the same thing. Yeah, I'm yeah, never yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. driving yeah. drunk. Yeah. In, in defense, in my defense, it was like it, I was like, oh, I got buzzed. Like the kind of yes, girl, yes. if I were at a party, but like, you know, I better wait and eat some food like that. Yeah. And um, and in my defense, and not in my defense, and I was lucky in that there was a lot of traffic. So you weren't making tons of yeah. Decisions. I wasn't speeding or making tons of decisions. I was just like going back and forth, and uh, I was talking to a secret boyfriend of the show, Aiden, on the way home, and so it was it was fine. But okay. uh, but I, but man, I took a mean nap. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and then I had a cheeseburger, and I wasn't even hungry. But I'm like, I need a stable because sangria that's super sugary. Yeah. I want to have, and yeah. then want to have a hangover. Anyway, Mike Lawson, what's going on with you? Um, Joey, I wanted to tell you, oh, I had a couple of stories. One is, um, my, well, my roommate is gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but oh, remember, yeah, I had a friend yeah, staying yeah. with me for yeah, a week. Yeah, she's, yeah. And, and she's when, left. And when she, when she left, did you just feel this, like, giant sense of relief? When I dumped the body? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, by the way, speaking of, by the way, I messaged um friend of the show taylor latte boy this morning mike lawson retweeted the creepiest tweet today let me see what was it i sent it to taylor oh yeah it's it's a good one though (laughs) it was something about like remember you can disappear into the woods whenever you want you're an adult and mike lawson retweeted it it's such a good tweet (laughs) by the way here's the other thing too what's that you put this tweet out sorry to hijack your story but i want to ask you about this now you put this tweet out linking a story. That was a very good story. It was a very good op-ed kind of thing about a woman oh, yeah, who doesn't yeah. like sitting down and clap or people who like make noise or anything during theaters. Yeah. The problem is I think she was doing it tongue in cheek. No, I don't I don't. I could see how you might see that. It it's uh, the way that I read it is like um like almost like a George Costanza character where well, they're so fucking miserable that it's kind of funny. Let me explain this. A woman wrote a, a, a piece. Where, do you know what it was on? It's on Mike Lawson's Twitter, by the way, at Mr. Mike yeah. Lawson. And, it, uh, and, it's and, about like theater etiquette. And yeah. it's written from kind of like a character that is like really just fucking miserable. Yeah. <laughs> but it like really does speak to my heart, though. And I think that that was kind of the <clears> point <throat> was that like there, I, I don't know, where there are those of us that are kind of like theater commandrons and curmudgeons 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 and i think that's kind of what the point was that's how i read it and i liked it i i relate to it you all know? right go i'm sorry tell your story what was my story about oh, your friend so left she's gone and you know what she she left um and i'm so glad to have my space back and every negative thing i have to say about the time she spent here is like in my head and not having to do with any of her actions or anything she was great and she was also like super thankful and grateful and she um gave me a gift and i don't oh, know what, it was what very she give nice. you um there's like these pens that i really uh, like we've talked about uh her and i and mm-hmm. they don't come in like many colors but she found a box in a in purple and it was just very specific because it was based on a conversation we had about how, like, oh, I wish I could get other colors, but they always come in these multi-pack, but I just want, like, one color in a box. And she found it, which was really nice of her. She's very thoughtful. She's a thoughtful person. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so she's gone, but our house is also pretty quiet because, um, Ricardo, Mm -hmm. um, who is the Chinese man who owns my house and his twin boys who are like, I don't know, two, three. Are they identical twins? Um, no. Okay. And then their Mm five-year-old, his mother and sister, Mm -hmm. and then he had a sister fly in from China too. Mm -hmm. All of them um, just went on a little vacation. Wait, is this one of your serial killer ways of saying that they went on a little vacation? No. So they – listen to this though, Joey. This is the weird part. So they – and I'm (laughs) whispering a little because Alex is still here. Mm -hmm. Um, But they – they're going to like Reno and I think to Vegas and then like through Yosemite, right? Mm-hmm. Joey, they're going on a like a tour bus, like a an organized tour with other people, mm-hmm. with two fucking babies that scream and cry oh, a lot. God. Can you imagine those poor people there with them? Yeah, and what's weird is when he told me, I was like, "Wait, what? I think that's a bad idea." And he's like, "No, don't worry. I won't be stressed because I'll have five other adults with me." I'm like, "No, I'm not worried about yeah. you." Yeah, it's weird. So they're gone. The house is just really quiet. But then Alex does these weird things. He's like, "Let well, me ask you a question because he probably can't say this." Yeah, in the past, when his mother was with the child. Uh, he developed an unusual appetite. Uh-huh. And he took one look at my beautiful garden? Yeah. <laughs> no, go on, no, please. No, no, close, though, close, though. He would often play when the cat was away. Yes. It, that okay, happened yeah. last night. Okay. Yes, already. Yes. <clears throat> that was my question. All right, go ahead. And the, the only way that I know is mm-hmm. because, <laughs> the well, the kitchen's a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not about to clean up after someone, but instead mm-hmm. I just, like, make piles out of his stuff because I'm yeah. passive aggressive. Yeah. But there are two um, uh, cups from a boba place. So somebody was here with him. I'm pr- mm-hmm. And I, I'm kind of assuming that, they're in the bedroom together sleeping still this morning, but I don't know. It's weird. Um, do they, do you think he has permission or he's, he's, he's cheating? I'm pretty certain permission is not granted. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, and the reason I know that is because recently there was a fight and top, stop me if I told you this one. Mm-hmm. Um, recently there was a fight where Alex, who's the one that's here now mm-hmm. was accusing Ricardo of sleeping with someone else. Oh, and really? the the fight that I heard was Alex saying to Ricardo <laughs> to take off his underwear so he could smell it. So he what? Know- you've never told this. By the way, I want, I want to stop <laughs> so right here for a second. So you know if he cheated or not. I want to stop right here for a second. Hold on. I have to close my window. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But while he while he closes his window, can we please talk about how Mike Lawson will say, like, um, I bought some stamps today. And I'll say, what kind of stamps did you buy? He goes, I don't want to talk about that on the show. I want to do that after breakfast. But on the show, he, tell, <laughs> he tells his story. What did I want to do after breakfast? I said that, you know, sometimes I'll be talking to you and I'll say, like, oh, what would you have for breakfast? And you'll be like, I don't know. Like, Let's talk about it after breakfast. And then, like, this story <laughs> he just openly told in the show. I've never ha- held what I ate for breakfast or something that um, boring. Mm-hmm. It's always something like 
that could get me fired. Hold on for a second. I do believe, I do believe there was an after breakfast story that you want to tell on the show about how the guy you fucked had a dirty apartment. I didn't. Oh, that was because that was like the week after I broke up with Steve or something. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) And I just didn't want to be like, you know, everything's fine on my end. Yeah. I don't know. Just in case he was listening. Yeah. I was being respectful. Yeah. Um. I'll explain that after. Okay. Uh, uh, so you, but you have no idea who this guy team. is and who, what he looked like or anything. No, and to be honest, I don't know for sure that it's even a dude. Like it could be, you know, one of his girlfriends or something. But I'm pretty sure. It would, just seems would, too perfect. Wait, I want to go back to the smelling the underwear. Did did Ricardo take his underwear off and let him smell it? No, he fought it. And what's weird is I don't know for sure that Ricardo was innocent in this situation. Oh, because he was like. The reason <laughs> the reason he got accused in the first place is because he like just was gone one afternoon um after he, uh Alex came home from work mm-hmm. and w- wouldn't answer his phone or something and then when questioned Ricardo was like uh I just went to the coffee shop down the street and then <laughs> um the the it just so out of character that Ricardo would go work at a coffee shop because he it's just not something you would do <laughs> I guess you oh. can't have to know him to know how funny and silly that ex- yeah. that excuse is because it's not wait why would you go and and it's just not him <laughs> um so anyway um yeah the camera so the cameras are here and that's actually a good point though that John Marti points out because I don't really understand the software behind it so I don't know like, can Ricardo look at them remotely? Is it being archived somewhere? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that. That is a good point. I, I, you know, it's so funny. I'm having a whole, I'm doing the Joe show in the chat room right now. I know that would be only fair, but when you're the guy that runs the soundboard, you don't have to do it. Here, hold on for a second. Live in the chat room in Joe Chance, it's the Joe show. Um, no, but the whole thing is so. John Martin in the chat room asked, if, 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 "Well, you know, inquired, aren't there cameras everywhere?" And yeah. I thought he was talking about the Ricardo story. So I said, right. "No, I think the assumption is that Ricardo did it somewhere else." But I, I didn't realize he was talking about the Alex thing. Oh, yeah, but maybe. But wouldn't Alex know where the blind spots yeah. are? Well, not just blind spots, and that's the thing. I'm certain they hung out in the um, on our backyard deck quite a bit, oh. which is camera free, but. I don't know what, like, if someone's monitoring them or what. Like, mm-hmm. what if he has access and he can just, like, turn it off? Or, mm-hmm. I don't know, he knows Ricardo doesn't look at it on his phone. I, don't, I have no idea. Hmm. No clue. Um, I just live here and get videotaped and streamed live on the internet. Somewhere someone's paying two ninety nine a month to watch me brew coffee and what would they see if they yeah what would they see if there were if there was like a a streaming thing like you were in dude dorm all of a sudden i do i do so i start the coffee pot every morning and then i do like some hamstring stretches Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um like not exactly push-ups but kind of like against the um the countertops we have really high countertops Mm -hmm. like above my one of our countertops is like above my my belly button and i'm tall Mm-hmm. And so I kind of do a couple of those. Do you know? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> it would be pretty boring. But you know what? Last night might have been fun. 
Oh, yeah. Last night would have been a good night. It yeah. Been a good night. Well, Mike Lawson, uh, we've told our first two stories. You know what that means? From the mountains to the sea to all of California, this is the Catching Up News Report. Mike Lawson, what do you got from us in the for us in the from the Bay Area? Joey, I think you might have heard this story. It's not I don't know, I'm kind of interested in it, but it's also I think making national news and that's why I sort of feel obligated to tell it to you because it has also a San Francisco tie. Because a pair of 19-year-old men who are actually from San Francisco have reportedly confessed to the fatal stabbing of a police officer in Italy mm-hmm. following an alleged scuffle over a bag that belonged to a drug dealer. Okay. Um, these two dudes basically in Rome, when in Rome, you know, mm-hmm. they took a bag from a third man whose nas- nationality isn't known. But they um, basically they thought that they were buying cocaine from him. And then they didn't get cocaine, so they stole his bag and then held it for ransom. Mm-hmm. And then the holy shit, they're hot. And then the are they? I'll have to look that part up. Oh, and one so of then is. the owner of the bag called the cops. Cops got involved, but they were plain closed. And then the uh, uh, the San Francisco guys stabbed one of the cops uh-huh. uh, because there was a scuff over the bag, and the cop died. Oh my gosh! Is that crazy? But ooh. But the weird part about it is that if you had sorry, like getting getting arrested in another country is like scary. And I don't know, doing crime in another country, I would like that I would not even do crime in my own country. Mm -hmm. I would not. I know despite your joke that you're about to make, I wouldn't kill someone here. But like, Mm. I don't know, I would be extra cautious not to like even jaywalk in another country because I'd be so afraid of like. I don't know the vulnerability of being in a foreign prison. My God, dumb. Well, well, you, you, well. Look, here's the deal. I know what you're talking about exactly. I remember, and to this day, I still question whether I made the right decision. I remember I was when I was at the Princeton Review, and I was like their star teacher. I was offered an amazing opportunity. Okay, and it was. I think they were going to pay me like, and this is like 20 years ago or more. They were going to pay me like I think like 20 or 30 thousand dollars. To go for, I think it was like six months, uh, to to the United Arab Emirates and teach like super rich, wealthy kids from the UAE. Yeah. Or was it Saudi Arabia? Sure. Somewhere. Um, yeah, it, well, it was wherever Mecca is. I think Mecca is in Saudi Arabia, correct? Okay. I don't know. Wherever Mecca is. you. But I, I think there were two opportunities and they both had the same thing. I both said no. And I said, yes, I'm like, oh, this is an amazing opportunity. Wow, a lot of money. And I think it, the gig was really easy, too. Like, you only had to work, like, 12 hours a week or something like that, right? And and I remember you were going to be in Mecca. I remember that. The one I'm talking about specifically, I was going to be in Mecca and in, in, in Saudi Arabia or wherever it was. And we, I went really far in the process, all the way to the point where I had to they, – they said, okay, now the last thing, you've got to sign this document from the State Department – and essentially, the State Department said, you know, we don't really have a formal diplomatic relationship with this country. And so if anything happens uh, that you break the law, uh, we yeah, can't do anything about it. And uh, one, and they even made sure to say, like, you know, if you're a homosexual, it is against the law to be a homosexual in this country, yada, yada, yada. And the punishment is death. And we can't stop that. And I was like... I mean, I don't plan on going there and fucking somebody, but what if I accidentally do, you know? Sure. And uh, I, I said no. 
I said, no. And, and I think Paul, our boss at the time, was really, really up, not upset. He understood, but it was like, oh, you know, you're making, you're, you're passing up a, an opportunity here. And, and that's why to this day, I question whether I did or not. You yeah. know, but um, I see what you're saying. And it sounds like a really fun opportunity. I like, I f- sort of fantasize about getting a job, like something similar to what I'm doing, but like for, I don't know, just like being on the road a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're, that's kind of a tangent, but. Anyway, these guys killed someone in Rome. They shouldn't know. They're pretty right? hot. I'm not going to lie. Both of them are really pretty hot. I, I can't find a photo. Hold on. I don't want to. Um, I should have. I, I closed the article that I had. I would have sent it to you. According to Ra- I uh, Anyway, while he's looking at that, um, here's the thing that I think would have been my, my downfall while he's looking is I find Middle Eastern men incredibly hot. Oh my fucking goodness. I find them so attractive. So, this was in the days before, like grinder and stuff you yeah. would have had to meet them at bars that or is true but if it was grinder i would have been that would have been like all right well i'm never coming back family i'm gonna be murdered you know yeah. <laughs> like i'm gonna be like arrested and executed uh, and that's the problem though with that kind of thing is like when like the government is forcing people to kind of be secretive about stuff then that's when people are also like repressing shit and then mm-hmm. you know you'd fuck some guy that you met at a bar and then he, I don't know, afterward would freak out that you'd tell his wife and would kill you. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? It's not just that you're getting turned in, but like g- gay people are victims of crimes more frequently when shit was a little more secretive too. Um, hello, there's a documentary about that called American Beauty. So, um, With Kevin Spacey? Yeah. That's how he <laughs> dies at the end. Oh. What um what's up in LA or do you have a news story for me? Yeah. Uh Mike Lawson LA is to become the largest US city to formally include LGBTI owned businesses. Los Angeles is set to become the largest city in the US to formally include LGBTI owned and operated businesses. I just said the same thing twice. The Californian <laughs> city will be the largest city by both population and economy to include L- they just they keep saying the same thing. What LGBTI- the fuck does it mean to include them in what? I don't know. Both federal and local governments have contract procurement initiatives for certain businesses such as those run by minorities or women. Ah, okay. there you go. A number of other Fucking U.S. cities... get to it. I, Mike, I, who <laughs> not wrote, you, not you. I know? Oh, it's Gay Star News. Okay, so like they're not known as being the most <laughs> efficient journalistic endeavor. Anyway, uh, a number of other U.S. cities have included LGBTI businesses like Orlando, Baltimore, and Nashville. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty much... California's the biggest city to do that. I'm surprised San Francisco doesn't have that. I have I have a weird sort of observation that's also a dig on this whole story. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so LA becomes right part of this group of cities that um, has a program to I don't know I guess incentivize mm-hmm. government contracts to go to LGBTQI businesses. Uh huh. Sure. Um, but like Orlando, tennis or Nashville, like those aren't tiny cities, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like you're the the absolute first or and i don't know yeah i just don't know if this is news <laughs> well no hold good on job for, la hold on for a second i would actually say it's news i'll tell you why i think a city like the size of los angeles or new york and i'm trying to think of maybe another city i san francisco 
is San Francisco our economy's a weird not way. as big as like yeah, yeah. LA. La- at Los Angeles and New York, they're almost like their economies are like the size of bigger than most uh, European countries. Sure, you know? sure. So, um, uh, I think maybe that's what makes it a big deal. But okay. um, yeah, and then put but, that in the lead. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I know. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but uh, um, well, that's cool. Good job, LA. Thank you for being a friend. But I don't know what that means. Like, I actually do. I, you know, I strangely kind of have a problem with that. Can believe it or not? Like, well, I mean, here's the thing, and I bet you. Well, go ahead and give your criticism before I criticize your criticism. Okay. So, okay. So the the point of those initiatives is like for minority owned businesses to yeah. get sort of uh, equal playing field with like white owned businesses, right? Which you know that we all know we all know about you know straight white white male privilege, yada yada yada. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I know someone right now who's clenching his fists in anger, but who cares, right? And uh. The point is, so like it's, it's it meant to, so like I it, when they have those contracts, you get like a certain bump up, certain more points, so to speak, uh, in in consideration for those contracts if you're a minority owned business. And I don't understand like if it's a white gay owned business, I still feel that white, even if you're gay, white owned businesses have a sort of advantage. The reason I bring this up is like for instance, um. Is, you know, at uh, certain networks, not just ABC or NBC, a lot of networks have these affirmative action program, minority, you know, diversity programs for actors or writers or directors. And, um, like, yes, women are underrepresented in uh, film, you know. Yes, we should be definitely boosting that. And, um, you know, Latinos uh, and Asians in particular are severely underrepresented in uh across the board in television and film you know but i've seen it for like gay people and i hate to break it to you there's a lot of gays who work in show business <laughs> they don't need a leg up uh in show business it, does, it doesn't seem that they're not getting their fair share in show business i don't know why they're counted in there's in those diversity programs i almost think that you're putting up a straw man argument almost though like um it's almost like you're saying, like there's this program to help sort of um, people of color overcome, you know, the obstacles of being a person of color, which a lot of times have to do with being judged based on your appearance and like things that are immediately, you know, uh, obvious. But then you're saying, well, gay people don't have the, that same problem. This whole program is not worth it. I almost think, though, like the if if you say it that way, sure, you're right. But you're, if you frame it more that there are diver, there are um, impediments to being successful as a gay person, and these sort of groups help people come together to help them overcome that those barriers. Then I think then it's perfectly valid. You follow? I guess it depends on the industry. I would love to see. I guess I'm only basing this on the entertainment industry. I would love to see. Um, maybe maybe you know what maybe you do need it like in construction and whatnot i'm sure there's like a whole straight male privilege in construction you know yeah i just think that the the idea of saying like hey this minority group has some um traditionally struggled to succeed because of their minority status and therefore they create a group to help one another overcome that those barriers I think that's fine, you know? That's all. 
<laughs> and so I think this LGBTQI program in LA that sort of like helps those businesses. I don't know. I guess what is the barrier of, uh, and I'm asking this um, very genuinely and honestly, like what are the barriers that a business owner has as a, as a gay person or a person of the queer community? I wonder. I don't know. I don't know. Not getting taken seriously by, I don't know. I don't, anyway. We, so, so if anybody knows, can you write in please <laughs> to, um, what, what's go to, Hey, or you can leave us a voicemail, actually, oh, that's right. on our leave us Anchor a voicemail. page. How do they do that, Mike Lawson? I don't fucking know. I think you have Hold to on. use the Anchor app. I think you go on the Anchor app, and you can leave us a voicemail via the Anchor app. Find Catching Up on Anchor, subscribe, and then leave us a voicemail. Or you can... Uh, you know what, Mike Lawson? I'm going to put a note to myself. I think Afterthought Media needs to get a phone number where people can leave voicemails. Seriously. Yeah. Just get a Google Voice number. I have one. I'll get another one. It's free. Um, contact. I don't fucking know. Social Mixler. No, <laughs> is it cupodcast.com? Anchor.fm slash cupodcast or c catching up podcast.com. I don't know. John, you know, John O left me an anchor voicemail. He knows how. Oh, are we gonna play it today? Somebody ask him. Oh, no, he didn't leave it for you, us. <laughs> Who did he leave it for? It was for the ambient noise podcast that I was doing that I quit doing. You really quit doing it? Yeah. I mean, like, I did it for a month and then to see, like, if I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of it was to kind of explore this anchor app and kind of get comfortable with that before I moved catching up over to it. Oh, I see. Interesting. So, uh, by the way, speaking of anchor. Um, there, you might have heard an anchor ad at the beginning of this, Joey. We've raised almost twenty bucks already with that stupid ad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna save enough money uh, through an anchor ad. I won't cash out until I have enough money to come visit you, and we'll do a live episode. Oh, I like the idea for the money. Let's do that. I yeah, you're gonna say like I'm gonna save up enough money to go to dinner. I'm like, no. what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Hello Uglies has made quite a bit of money uh, from the Anchor ad, and I d- don't know what to do with it. I kind of wish that they would give us, like, another one. Like, I don't want to, you know what I mean, bore people with that same... Oh, you will get them. You'll get them. That, that's, okay. how, that's how Hello Uglies made money. Like, uh, it, it, like w- we have almost, like, $200. Wow. Yeah, and we don't have that many listeners. Trust me, we have, Catching Up has more listeners right now. <laughs> so um, you get these other ads that happen. So anyway, um, okay. So Mike Lawson, yeah. So I have a, a, a tutoring student, an SAT student, uh, who, but he's one of these like in a weird kind of way. I love these kinds of students, but I hate these kinds of students. He's only here for a short time. He's visiting from another country. I don't want to give too much information away. Um, he's visiting from another country. Let's say it's Hong Kong. Okay. And so he's from here, from Hong Kong, okay? And mm-hmm. he's only here for two weeks. So I have to he's meet with him, like, every day. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's protest. <laughs> I have to meet with him every day. Okay, um, cool. To, so he can get the whole program in two weeks. And he's been staying, he and his family are staying with some friends who live locally. And right. um, Smart kid? Yeah. And so okay. the, the the second because the first day we just met locally by me right and it was at a 
this coffee house was cool. For some reason, the parents didn't like that. So like, can you just meet at the pool house at um, where we're staying? And they, and he was like, uh, they're like, it's air conditioned, yada yada yada. Right? I was like, okay, fine, whatever. So we go there. We go to this community pool house. Mike, there's some woman there who, and you know, women like to complain about men doing man spreading. Is that what it's called? Yeah. There's a there's a woman spreading, trust me, where sure. they just put their shit all over the place so that no one sits next to them. Mike, she literally took up the entire pool house. There was one table that didn't have stuff on it, and it had dried beer on it, and it smelled really, really, really like, bad, like rotten beer. Yeah. So he was like, oh, no, 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 I can't do this. So then we had to go outside. Mike Lawson, this was the day. It was, it was hot. Like 100 degrees. Fuck that. I was in the Joe Batanz uniform of jeans and a black t-shirt. Mike Lawson, I literally thought by the end, there are two-hour sessions because they're every day. They're super, I usually do an hour and a half, but these had to be two hours. Mike Lawson, I thought I was going to die of heat stroke. I'm not even lying. Like, I didn't, he had like, he had like this frosty giant bottle of water, yeah. right? I had nothing. Now I know whenever I go, I got to take a giant bottle of water with me. I, my God, I'm not even joking. When I left, I had to run to like a 7-Eleven and buy a giant bottle of water. And I'm talking about those giant ones. I like chugged it. And thank God I just put my air conditioner in my car on full blast. It was awful. I was so, uh, I was so horrified by this. Um, That's the whole story. Do you have another week with him then or? Luckily, luckily, uh, someone else is working with him on the math and the science, and the kid actually, thank God, I love this, is kind of... It's SAT? I'm sorry, sorry, it's SAT. Right, so just math. Um, This kid's like a reading and writing genius. Okay. Yeah, so like I said, you know what? You need more math. (laughs) (laughs) So on the second week, I'm only meeting with him once. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So anyway, but that's my whole story. Told you, it was was a light, light week. I got hot. Joe Batanz got hot. I have a weird one too, um, Joey. As weird short one, a friend of mine, and I—I I believe I told this in after breakfast. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine the other day won Hamilton lottery tickets. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. For her son, mm-hmm. and she came and picked him up at the theater. And um, our people who win the lottery usually get really great seats. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid kind of reserved the first couple of rows, right? Mm-hmm. And she, when she picked up the tickets, she looked at me and she's like, "Oh, you, you got us great seats or something." I even saw it on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like, and I'm like, "Nope, I had nothing to do with it." And she thanked me, and she even texted me like a a uh, well, the her son who's 17. Went and saw the show, and he Snapchatted or Instagram storied or something and put, like, um, I had amazing seats. And she screen grabbed that and sent it to me. And she was like, oh, you you helped make memories he'll never forget. I'm like, okay, I'm just not going to. Like, I didn't say, like, you're welcome. But I'm just like, okay, I'm done fighting it. I said I didn't have anything to do with it. I'm not. I'm just fine with that. Um, Cut to Joey yesterday. She texts me and she was like, you won't believe it. My friend April, my friend, (laughs) I don't know. Her name's unimportant. My friend, uh, June, won uh, lottery tickets for Hamilton. How come I went into this? I couldn't win one single. John Paul had to take me. How how is that happening? I mean, you know, it depends on the demand is really high. San Francisco, I wonder if... 
I, I feel like there's still a really high demand for the lottery though. Um, but it's been here for so long, you know, this is a, an installation. So, Oh, it's not a touring company. No, no, no. Oh, we've, okay. we've had it since, um, I don't know. Big, I have no idea. The fall. Okay. Oh, <laughs> no, okay. So, no, no, okay. No. That makes sense. Spring. That makes sense. And we have it through January. Oh, okay. Might, that makes sense. It might even extend. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I don't know. She won again. <laughs> so <laughs> she's picking up the tickets probably in the next couple hours. And I'm certain I'm going to get a text message about setting her friend up. But <laughs> I don't know. I should probably just say like, okay, you owe me lunch. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's the same thing with the Magic Castle, right? Like there yes. are different kinds of passes for the Magic Castle. And the one there's one that the most basic pass of all time that you have to pay a cover and you have to buy dinner. And they the Magic Castle loves when I give this shit out, right? They encourage us to give these passes out. They, that's how they make their money. They know, make they, money off they of it, right? They want us to give these passes out. And I'm not even lying when I say it takes me all of under 30 seconds to do it. And so if I have the person's right. email address, I have to go to the website. I fill You this. don't have to be there in person for this one, right? Nope. No, yeah, I just I have to go to the website, fill out a form that's actually mostly done. I just have to put in the person's name and email address, hit submit, done. They get a, a really nice email and stuff like that. And I get effusive emails thanking me. And, you know, and, my, and I'm always like, I just learned to say, like, oh, you're welcome. No problem. Yada, yada, yada. But it literally took me under 30 seconds to do. And it doesn't cost me anything. And the Magic Castle loves when they do it. You right. know, So I think it's the same thing here. Just sort of like, you're welcome. You know, it's one of the perks of having your job. I get it. Yeah. So, anyway, what's up um, next week? Do you have anything going on? Uh, well, tonight I'm actually going to go see Into the Woods at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, Sutton Foster's in Sutton it, right? Sutton Foster, Cheyenne Jackson, Gatton, Matarot, Gaten, not even uh, Matarazzo, and then like a bunch, some guy who was in Crazy Ex Girlfriend. And uh, this chick who was in Once in This Island and all these people, a lot of Broadway stars are in it. And I just saw The Hollywood Reporter gave it a really good review. So, because I was kind of curious about how it was going to be, you know. Is it the to- the guy from Tootsie, Crazy Ex Girlfriend? What's his name? Yeah, me, he won Tony's, look, I think. Let me look up the cast here while you do that. Um, and then. Uh, I'm excited for that, Joey. I wish I could go with you. You know what's so funny? I'm going with my brother. My brother really wanted to go, but. Now, okay, it's Skylar Aston. Hmm. Uh, I, I, he's from Crazy Ex Girlfriend. I don't know who he plays. Now, now, secret boyfriend of the show loves this woman, Sierra Borges. Uh, she was a Little Mermaid. She's in it. She plays Cinderella. Chris Carmack, Anthony Cravello. I don't know who that. Sutton Foster, Tamira Gray. Remember, she was an American Idol. Tamira Gray. Uh, okay. And then um, that's who's playing the witch? Oh, Patina Miller. She's playing the witch, and it's gotten good reviews. And um, the Skylar Aston kid's probably better known for Pitch Perfect and Spring okay. Awakening. Uh, yeah, okay. you, it'll be a good time. What a good! I'm really jealous. Wait, this wasn't the guy from that. Like, remember I went to go see that Deaf? Um, no, no. Remember I think he was in the original cast of, Broad- oh, okay. of um, Spring Awakening. Yeah, not I, remember, that I, one. I went to go see this uh, Deaf production. I talked about this in Catching Up once of Spring Awakening, and the guy who played the lead. He had the biggest fucking bulge. I couldn't stare at anything else during the show. It was fucking the most amazing bulge. Anyway, I think I think that's my big thing for the week. That's all I can I'm, think of. This is so depressing, but I... So there's... Okay, I moved to 
moved away from uh, Southern California in like 2007. Mm -hmm. And around that time, one of my favorite authors, Joan Didion, Mm -hmm. put out a book, which is freaking depressing about the year after her husband died and like the grief and like her depression and her sadness. Right. Mm -hmm. And I am they. Oh, so they turned it into a one woman show. It was on Broadway for a while with Vanessa Redgrave. Mm -hmm. And they're doing a production of it here at Berkeley Rep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to that today all alone. Oh, God. I'm, I'm going to sit there in the matinee in a little bit and just fucking cry my eyes out and enjoy it. Um, so that's happening. And then I just have, like, regular work stuff. Nothing too exciting. Yeah, nothing too exciting for me. I will tell you this, though. I am loving reading all these Cuckoo Bananas Faye Dunaway stories. I'm not. I have no idea what you're talking about. What? You don't know what I'm talking about? No. Faye Dunaway was fired this week from her one-woman show. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yes. She was playing Catherine Hepburn in a one-woman show, and she was fired for slapping a crew member. But now that she's fired, everyone is not only coming out with all the horror stories about uh, how she was on the set for this play, which was supposed to be her big comeback... But people are telling their different horrible Faye Dunaway stories just from her career. And oh, yeah. Everyone's, like, not surprised. Mm-hmm. Well, we've all known this. But now, like, details are coming out because people are, like, this now it's easy to beat up on her and stuff like that. And sure. um, I love them. I love anything Faye Dunaway, anything Cuckoo Bananas. You know what's so funny is when I was in college... Uh, for the school newspaper, I interviewed Faye Dunaway. I'm sure I have the tape somewhere, but it was just a bore. I couldn't remember one thing from the interview, but I, and I, I didn't know anything about her. I think, you know, me, 2019 me, would have been so excited to interview Faye Dunaway. Oh, my God, 19-year-old me didn't know what the fuck. I was just like, whatever, you know? But uh, I was like, who is this person, the old lady, right? But now I'd be so excited to interview Faye Dunaway. So, uh, so excited. I've seen, like, stories coming out. She slaps people's hands away. Yeah, threw the salad on the floor. Throws so, a cup of drink into Roman Polanski's face. Yeah. Oh, no, drink. It was her urine. What? Yeah, it was her urine. Read the story. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. yeah. She's a crazy okay. person. You have to understand something. And that's what makes me feel so fascinated with Faye Dunaway is she was probably one of the most gifted actresses of her generation. Like, she could have been the next Meryl Streep, a very, 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 very talented actress, a movie star, all that. Yeah. But it shows you if you're, if you're a horrible, horrible human being, you just don't work. <laughs> You know, and you lose your career and everything because you're a horrible human being. I guess she just doesn't learn, you know. Um, So anyway, um, there's another podcast called For the Girls. Uh, Actually, you know, I listen to it. I actually kind of enjoy it. It's uh, we have the same manager. And so he want he's doing a little bit of he's having me go on their show. They're going to come on one of my shows. And so they asked me already to to pick a, a diva. And I was actually torn. Maybe you can help me with this. So I was the person I would love to talk about because. I'm not one of those diva gays. I'm just not. You know, like, our friend Adam Burns, I used to make fun of Mariah Carey on purpose because if you make fun of Mariah Carey, he will cry and, like, get mad. And it's because he loves Mariah Carey so much, you know? Jorge feels the same way about Taylor Swift. Okay? Right. I don't have one of those divas that I'm attached to like that. I just don't. Okay? Yeah. Uh, I'm attached to Madonna. Mm -hmm. And it's weird. It's not... Like, I don't 
when people have criticisms of her, a lot of times I'm like, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But it's Madonna. So, I, you know, it's more that I make sort of excuses for mm-hmm. the things that I know are real criticisms of mm-hmm. her work or the weird shit she does or whatever. Mm-hmm. I get, I get, I get the diva worship a little bit because I have it, but I also understand that like the diva that I worship is a flawed human, and I'm not, you know, breaking up friendships because you don't like Beyonce or something. Yeah, I guess you know, I, I might be the same way with, with you with like Marianne Williamson or something like that, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> girlfriend, you were so on. So, um, no, but but I was so I started thinking about like what divas, if there were any, that, uh, influenced me, and the problem is is with those divas is there's not much to say about them, even though there is, but like they might be buying Like for instance, one of my earliest memories is, do you remember the, did you ever watch the TV show Bewitched? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And the woman that played Samantha's mother, Samantha was the witch, was named Endora, was the name of the character, right? And she was played by a legendary Hollywood actress named Agnes Moorhead, who'd been in Citizen Kane, was this totally respected actress, and then took this gig, she thought it would fail, right? And as Endora, and she became one of the most popular characters in the show, and the show went on for like four years, and she hated that role, right? Yeah. But Endora was essentially, if you ever see Endora scenes, was essentially a drag queen, you know? And so... uh, uh, and I remember as a kid, I loved any episode that had Endora on it. I loved Endora. I just thought she was the great, or Uncle Arthur, who was played by uh, Paul Lind, right? Who's just, the, they, again, another homo, a big raging homosexual, okay? But I, and if Uncle Arthur and Endora were on, I was all in on that Bewitched episode. And so I initially wanted to do Agnes Moorhead, but like, there's not enough really to say about her. Or maybe there is. Then I was thinking, you know who else I was thinking of? Was Lucille Ball. You know? Yeah, but it's weird that I don't think of Lucille Ball as a diva. Okay, though. Yes, like a, that's an argument that I had with those people. I, I was a, a thing a couple weeks ago, and that, that was the same argument they made that she wasn't really a diva. But I think what could be interesting is if you chose that, and then that almost becomes sort of the the argument that you make throughout the your time on their episode is that she was a diva, and let me tell you why. You know. True, good point. But then I'm also kind of thinking Faye Dunaway. Like, she's not my diva, but I do, and, and this has been for a long time, anything Faye Dunaway, I just love. I just think she's a total, it's the same reason, I, this is me, I just like train wrecks. It's the same reason why I love Marianne Williamson. I don't love Marianne Williamson for the wonderful things she says. I love, and thank God I know people who know her, I love hearing her cuckoo banana stories or her going crazy, because it, I, I I love when people have behind the scenes nonsense, you know? Yeah. And Marianne Williamson has a ton of that. So does Faye Dunaway. I mean, slapping people, I just think it's like it's so ridiculous. The stories about Faye Dunaway are so ridiculous. I don't know. I'm sort of torn. If anybody has an idea, you go feel free to email me at uh, dragracerecap at gmail.com. Um and you're recording that soon? No, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm doing it with it because they they do like they do their show like big batches at a time. And I don't think yeah. they're doing it again until like October or something. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, Joey, it was very nice catching up with you. It was nice. Ca- oh, no. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. 
Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash CU Podcast and on Twitter at CU Podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. (laughs) 